0: to you and thank you for agreeing to come for this interview and being a part of our project which is called athlete life online all right so um would you like to share a bit about
1: yourself so um I'm currently uh, studying in NTU, studying environmental of system science, and I play ball I play basketball for NTU as well as uh, my uh, own personal club. Yeah. And uh, can you tell us about how you started off with the sport? Mm, okay, so since young, because my parents are both basketball players, oh. so I'll be exposed to their matches, and um, I know that when I was younger, my mom was actually a PE teacher, and the uh, CCA she was in charge of was also basketball. So oh. you know, when you're younger, you're quite free. Then like, my parents will bring me over to um to their games, right. to their trainings, and right. then I'll just be at the side watching them, uh, train, coach their coach the students, and. But unfortunately in primary school uh, I didn't have, a, they didn't offer me a basketball CCA. Um, so, in secondary school, when there was finally a basketball CCA, I was very excited to join, yeah. and that's where I really first got into basketball.
0: Right, so your first exposure was games that were being played by your parents. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to share a
1: little bit more about how the experience was? Uh, I think it was very, very fun, very interesting to see, like, my dad play. So, um, I didn't really get to see my mom play because uh, I'm the oldest child, so um, after that, she did uh, get pregnant like three more times. So I have three siblings. Oh, nice! And yeah, so she didn't. I didn't really see her play, but I really remember going to her secondary school where she coached at and I was just sitting there, and I was drinking my water, and then a ball just flew and hit hit my bottle, and my (laughs) mouth was bleeding. So that was actually my first clear memory of basketball. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wow, okay. How old were you then? I think I was probably about five or six years
0: I old. see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so that was an interesting experience yeah. I, I, I gather. <laughs> so when the first time when you watched the, the sport being played by your parents, so this game, can I confirm that it's actually being played by both your parents? Yeah. Um just so, that I didn't get to see my mom play. Ah, okay. Okay. So how was it like watching your parents play?
1: It's memory of uh, watching my dad play when I was young is not very clear, but I think it was still quite uh, fun to see him like uh, score or like make a good pass. And you know, when you're younger, you get excited by everything. So I think it was quite interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah. I see. Okay. So you that, was that the first impression? And besides the fact that the basketball actually landed <laughs> on your on your face, I'm so sorry to hear that. But yeah, yeah, that was really interesting. So. So was that the first uh, impression that you had? So dad playing and then the ball hitting you (laughs) and then
1: after that what happened? And then after that, um, when I was older, my parents didn't really um, because they're also busy with family with their work Um, they didn't so I didn't really have much exposure to basketball during my primary school but um, on and off during um, like family shellies we would just go down to the basketball court together with my cousins and then we will just shoot around for fun
0: right yeah that's nice (laughs) I see okay so moving forward since you were five years old all the way to primary school and you mentioned that you had no uh, opportunity to like literally practice basketball or getting into a basketball CCA do you want to share a little bit more about what it is like for you at that time?
1: Um, I think at that time um, I wasn't really too particular about particular about not being able to play basketball um, I was quite satisfied with playing other sports so Um, in my primary school I joined this modular CCA so um, what happens is that um, every few years the school will change the sport so from P3 to P4 I was playing volleyball and like P5 to P6 I was playing handball so in primary school I was just trying out different sports uh. yeah I see okay and then what happened um then um When I entered secondary school, and then uh, I realised that there was a basketball CCA, I immediately uh, went to sign up for it, went for the trials, and then, from then on, when I managed to get in, I was really happy, and yeah. Since then, I've been playing basketball. That's cool. So,
0: share with me how you felt when you actually saw that the secondary school that you were you you were in had
1: basketball at CCA. How did you feel at that time? I was very very excited because um since young I wanted to try to play like try to play basketball, so. I I remember when I went to the open house and then the the girls I think they were having uh, practice at that point in time and I, um, and also because my dad was with me and he's a basketball player so naturally he'll also walk towards the court and like take a look and I remember looking through the uh, ISH window, the indoor sports hall window and then we were just <laughs> looking at the girls' tree and I thought it was quite exciting. This is the 12 year old girl. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. Quite and, and and you said it's quite exciting. So what else came to mind when you saw that hey there's a basketball uh hall that I can actually practice my basketball, my first passion. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How how does, how did that go?
1: I think it's also um I was very happy because I can finally play the sport that my parents play. Yeah. So Since young, you see them play, I I also wanted to try, just didn't have the opportunity. And now that I finally had the opportunity, I was really happy uh, Mm because like, um, it felt like I had another thing in common I had with my parents. I see. Okay.
0: All right. And what was the experience like for you from secondary school onwards then? Um,
1: secondary school there were ups and downs trading was tough but I made a lot of good friends along the way because I think through tough times like that's when you really share a bond with each other really my teammates really uh, pushed me and yeah I really learned a lot during that period what happened that you mentioned about tough times um In secondary one, um, we didn't make it to the uh, top four of the East Zone. So um, after that, we were really determined to work harder, and I can proudly say that we did because the next year in secondary two we managed to clinch the East Zone Championship and then um, uh, slowly after cause Dhamma High is a I was from Dhamma High and it's a integrated program so I was with my teammate for six years and each time we enter a competition i can say that uh, we were doing better and better until in our final year in year six uh, we managed to clinch the a division championship and i was really proud of my team because we really started from scratch from not being even able to enter the East Zone top four to clinching the championship of the A division so I was really proud of my teammates because wow. we really came a long way fantastic that
0: sounds like a, a lot of progress there and a lot of pain I'm sure as well yeah so you mentioned East Zone East Zone meaning to say the your estate is it? the area that you mm-hmm. are you, you guys stay
1: yeah so uh, Singa- for the Singapore uh, school game uh, we it's split into four different zones. Right. So North Zone, West Zone, South Zone, right. and East Zone. Right. Yeah. So East Zone is just all the schools in the uh, in the east. Yeah, in the east. Then okay. the schools will just compete against each other. Right. Then the top four of each zones they will compete in the nationals.
0: I see. Yeah. Okay. So when you were at the age of thirteen, and then you got to know your uh, play or your teammates, right? And then you got to know them and then you you guys started practicing together. How was that like for
1: you? For me, at the start, um, I was a bit nervous about meeting new people because I'm quite introverted, I, I'm quite quiet. But uh, luckily, uh, my teammates, they were all um, very open, very friendly and then they really welcomed me in. Yeah.
0: That's nice. But at the age of 13, when you just entered into a team and you... Started um, practicing as a team, what would you say would be some of the challenges that you
1: experienced? Okay, because I didn't have a primary school background from basketball, right? Right. Um, But then there are a lot of my teammates. uh, I remember I think seven of them had, uh, I think it was seven, had school background oh. so right from the start I was already lacking behind um, so like they could do uh, layups already so that's one of the fundamentals of basketball whereas I, I couldn't dribble the ball I couldn't shoot I couldn't do anything Yeah. so thankfully because my parents are basketball players so it, um, I remember during the weekends they would bring me to the court the nearby court and then they would teach me the fundamentals of basketball and I guess that's also how I managed to improve quickly and catch up with my teammates so that I didn't feel like I was lagging behind
0: mm see so it kind of helped that you know you were able to get support from your family yes definitely I see and how long did it take for you to kind of like feel more comfortable
1: with the team then um I think maybe one or two months I felt after one or two months I felt that I was doing okay, really. Like I didn't felt like I was really behind mm. all of them.
0: Yeah. So when we talk about practicing, how many times a week is this? Mm, we usually practice three times a week. At that time, when you were in prim- uh, when you were in secondary one. Uh, yes. I see. Yeah. Did this continue over the whole of the secondary school experience? Yeah, so three teachers. times a week. Yes, I see. And where do you guys practice at the hall? Uh, at, in school. Yeah, in I the see. indoor sports hall. Okay, and so who would you say are the very important people who, when you're looking back, what was what was it like? Who who were the people who kind of helped
1: you, support you, and um, brought you to a better place? Mm. <coughs> definitely my parents and I would say also my coach. So my parents, needless to say, they are uh, really helped me. They were very encouraging. And um, if if like if there are any of my games, they'll, they'll definitely be there your parents yeah my parents will definitely be at my games if possible I mean don't count COVID because sometimes they will restrict the uh, supporters but yeah so all my teammates will definitely recognise my parents because they're always there and always supporting me and after my game they can also give me tips on how to improve so that was that's really helpful as well and why I say my coach is also because he has been coaching me since the start and even until now, when I play for my club, it's still under him. Oh. Yeah, so I think he also has really seen me grow up as a person and like also as a player. Right. Okay, so you mentioned a club, tell me about the club. Okay, so this club is um, it's a basketball club that my coach uh, started. Somewhere when I was secondary three, that's when he first started, and we, and we played under this tournament called the Milo Cup. Yeah, so uh, it's sponsored by Milo, and then there are many other clubs in Singapore, and that's when all the clubs play in this tournament and just compete. So I would say the club tournament is a good exposure for. For me at that time because um, it's really just to gain the experience and play against people that you've never played Mm. against before Mm -hmm. yeah
0: okay and so you started with the club uh, how long has it been um about seven years oh wow yeah okay so alongside the fact that you were training in school you were also training with the club
1: but for my club, because it's um, uh, it's not really sponsored by anyone, so it's really based on, it's really competition based. So if there's a competition coming up, then my coach would call us in and then we'll just train for a short while together and then we'll just go for the tournament. Okay. So you
0: you started at the age of 13 with school and then with a club that was, if I calculated it wrong uh, properly, it would have been when you were 15 years old. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Great. And so can you share with us um, what is it like with the fact that you had to train three times a week, and then you had to get used to people, you had to get used to your teammates, and then also at the same time you are in an IP program. Yeah. And so, what's it like from second one um, for you to assimilate into that
1: program? Mm, I think. Um, the IP program might be a little bit more demanding there are many um, and there are some subjects which are, which are trained which are trying to train us to be more critical thinkers along that line and there are um, electives that you are that you are free to take so you really are exposed to mm. things that I would think if you don't enter this integrator program you won't have the opportunity to do so mm. um, but struggling between CCA and studies, I think my dad really helped me in this area because uh, since young he really instilled discipline in us and taught us how to manage our time. So I remember uh, I would draw up a mini timetable just to plan my time, like this day I have training so I'm not going to do work on this day so I must make sure that I finish my work on other days. Just in in case, um, you know, the teacher would just uh, give us some homework that will be due the next day. So, mm. um, if I, even if I'm really tired, I would I would just need to finish that one assignment and I'll still be fine. Yeah. So I think time management is really important at a point in time. Okay. So where did you pick that up from? Um, I'm, I picked it up from my dad, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, since young, he would, uh, he, my parents would uh, send us to a lot of enrichments and so he'll also tell us that you must plan your time, you have this, this swimming lessons here, this uh, Chinese lesson here, you need to be able to juggle your homework, like this, this day you're free, you definitely must do your homework at a point in time. Mm. Okay,
0: can you share a little bit
1: more about time management? Mm-hmm. To me, time management is very important. It's the whole reason why I feel like I'm able to juggle my, uh, my basketball and my work. Um, and I think it's a good practice that I feel not many people uh, have. Yeah. Like I would see my friends uh, procrastinate. Um, and then end up not being able to finish their work. Um, but, but I think time management will help resolve that issue. Yeah. Do you want to ch-
0: share a little bit more? I think it will benefit a lot of student athletes when they hear about time management and how you, you plan your day. Mm-hmm. So do you want to share a little bit more about what you do as time management? Okay,
1: so usually I would take out a calendar. Um, okay, let's say it's um, close to exams. I would take out a calendar and then the first thing I'll do is write out when is my training days. So let's say for example, Tuesday, Thursdays, Saturday, uh, yeah, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays trainings. So usually I would block those days out and then after that, um, I would put down, I'll write down when... Each test or which exam is on so yeah then after that I would work backwards so I know that, let's say, um, on the day before my uh, math exam, I would want to go through my math file. Then I'll write down on my calendar, like, go through math file, the kind of uh, instructions for myself. And then from there, I would just plan backwards. So um, maybe the next time I want to touch on math, then I was like, I will write practice, pass your papers. Then I'll just slowly go back and yeah I'll just work back Words. So first I'll have a list of what I want, I'll have an idea of what I would want to do in preparation for my exams. Then I just make sure everything fits on my calendar. Mm. And then I'll just uh, use that calendar and try to follow as closely as possible. Okay. I like that. I like the fact that you say
0: what you said just now. So I will look at a calendar and try to follow it as closely as as possible yeah do you want to share with us how much of commitment do you have to have with that calendar
1: right yeah yeah um, Say I'm quite committed, but of course there are times where like um, your friend suddenly asks you out, and then you'll be like, sure. Like I need I need a break sometimes as well. So, but I would also adjust it on my calendar. So I also write it down on uh, on my calendar that I'm going out on this day, and then I would shift um, what I want to do on that day to other days and spread it out. Um, so that I make sure that I would still be able to complete what I plan to do.
0: Hmm, Very interesting. So the key word here is you want to complete what you have planned to do. So what you have planned to do could be in alignment with your goals, right? It has to be in alignment with your goals, right? Yeah. So what would you say uh, would be one key... Aspect of that like when you have a goal you are also committed to it and then how what is one key aspect of yourself that you think you would keep on adhering to it because what I hear from you, what I'm hearing from you is that it's very interesting because you are not fixated on making sure that you adhere a hundred percent to what you have written down you are more flexible than that so you are right in the sense that you know sometimes for student athletes what we've been hearing that so far the experience is that sometimes they need a break uh, but sometimes after they take the break they cannot go back to the momentum Right? And also sometimes they take unnecessary extended breaks and then they cannot go back to that and then it might come out as procrastination right so at the, at, what I'm hearing from you is that you you know that you have a fixed week for example that you have already planned it out but when your friends say hey come on let's go out and have fun you know for a while and then you say like oh, I, I need a break too and then what you do is you take out that that period and then you go out with your friends and then that period you literally move it to another time so tell me on the whole right in terms of commitment what what, what does that have uh, in terms of uh, what will be that one key aspect of that level of commitment that you can share?
1: Mm, I think you must be really determined to finish what you planned out. Um, But I would like to add on to the the planning part, the one where I, I said I took out the period and like to rearrange. Yeah. So I think it's also very important to plan in breaks and don't plan um, too much. Like, mm. um, don't say, I, I mean, like... Um, It's important that you know how much you're able to do on that day. So, um, for example, if I have training in the afternoon, I would usually um, plan that my entire night, I wouldn't do a single thing because I know that I would be very tired after that. So, I guess that's when you're also free to go out with your teammates right? And relax. Right. But then, um, I would try to make sure that uh, I would study in the morning so so that uh, if I train in the afternoon I wouldn't need to go back to study at night so
0: So that's wise planning (laughs) right and also I think you you also tell yourself what I'm hearing also is that um, besides the
1: wise planning it's also the point of knowing yourself yes you must know you are like roughly after training or after a long day at school you must know your own body like um, are you able to concentrate um, after a long day if no then to me there isn't a point in studying i would just take a nap (laughs) and yeah i'll just continue the next day interesting okay
0: great that's good sharing thank you so much so um, moving forward um, what what were the highlights when you were in secondary school
1: secondary school um, I think one of the highlights is getting third in the nationals uh, wow. for my B division when I was in secondary four. Right, It's like, yeah, our team was really happy about it. That's great. Okay. So, leading up to
0: that, what was it like?
1: Okay. So, after secondary four, um, I was... Uh, my team, uh, we definitely have to aim higher, right? So after you get national third, our goal was just to get national second and ultimately the championship when we are in our final year in J uh, two. Yeah. So I remember our team worked really hard. So even outside of training, we were running, uh, running one point six, clocking in our timings. I think this kind of dedication is not something that everyone Mm. is able to do so and Honestly, there are times where you are just so tired after school, you wouldn't want to run an extra 1.6 kilometers, Mm. but it's really running with my teammates that Mm. helped uh, push me. Mm. And I would say also because there are some of us in my team that are really competitive when it comes to this kind of clocking in timings. Mm. So when we run together, we would try to uh, beat each other in trying to get the fastest timing and that's how I think our stamina really improved. Right. Yeah. Thanks,
0: Davita. I thought that the talk about, you know, time management was really super golden because I thought that, you know, what we could take away from that conversation was that, you know, time management is important, is essential in a student athlete's life in order for you to know where you are. Uh, in your goals, right, in your goal setting. I also hear from you that, you know, it. while you are trying to achieve your goals through time management, you also need to be flexible And you also need to infuse a little bit of fun, incorporate a little bit of fun, but also to be able to have a very high level of commitment to yourself and to your sport and your academics and your responsibilities on a whole. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay, great. So can I ask you, when did you get into the youth team?
1: Um, I managed to get into the youth team when I was in secondary four. I remember it was after my last game of my B division so um, I think after that one of my senior who was also in the youth team. She asked me if I wanted to join her. Um, I think it was, it just happened that at that point in time, there was this other player who got injured unfortunately and they needed someone that could um, fill her role. So my senior asked me to join and I was um, quite happy that um, they, they asked me so yeah so I went um, to join their trainings and I managed to get into the team after some trainings so yeah that's when I managed to get into the youth team.
0: Right and so what was the experience like for you?
1: I think that was um, really um, fruitful for me because um, I was playing against a not even just uh, like fellow Singaporeans I managed to play against um, people from Malaysia from uh, Indonesia um, I think even uh, was it the Sri Lanka? Yeah. So even like players from all around uh, Asia region. And I think I really learned a lot. Um, you can really see the difference in physicality and skills because um, I would say players overseas they train way harder than players in Singapore. So yeah, it was really an eye opening experience for me. And when would
0: you, when, were, when was it that you were able to meet up with all the these uh, people who are from other countries?
1: Um, So I met them uh, in December 2016, I think. I think that was when the FIBA tournament was. I see. And is this in Singapore? Uh, No, it was held at Bangkok. Right. So is this like a regional competition? Yeah, it's uh, Asia, it's it's for the countries
0: in Asia that compete. Right. So what what stood out for you at, at that time? Besides the fact that you saw that their physicality is definitely much, much different from what you have experienced before. So what else stood out for you?
1: I think, um what stood out to me the most was because in the FIBA tournament, there was Division 1 and Division 2. So Singapore was playing in the Division 2. So that's where I played against Indonesia, Malaysia, Sri Lanka, Hong Kong. Mm. But then in Division 1, that's when you really see like a whole new level. Because that's when uh, players from China, from Japan, from Australia, they're all there competing as well. and. you you see like two meter giants um, walking around and then you're like whoa so this is really what it takes There's, there's some like talent there's there's some form of uh, talent that's really needed to play this sport because um, no matter how much you train you won't be a two meter giant that's already (laughs) a physical advantage that um, like I could never get already right yeah so you are really humbled Um, but at the same time you also see like in China that the China team will have two meter giants but um, they will also have um, players who are around my height and they're also really good they're really versatile and so um, you also learn that although you may not be a 2 meter giant, you can still be a really, really good player uh, even though you might be shorter. Yeah. You
0: want to share with me more about what that means? Um, so how are you going to compete with knowing that there is a giant <laughs> beside you and you know, you need to use your skills no matter what?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, so let's say if um, um, there's a 2 meter giant guardi- guarding you, although um, it would definitely not be easy to score but I guess um because usually taller people are less uh, agile so you need to train your agility as a smaller player I I would say and use your speed um, to your advantage and uh, yeah so I guess different people different uh, you'll have different uh, traits so I guess you have to play to your strength and if let's say um are you can't win them physically then you can win them through uh, tactics so you might really must work as a team um, help each other out Um, yeah so that's I think that's the beauty of team sports because um, it's not really dependent on an individual player it's really how the team plays as a whole and so even if you have like one star on your team you can you can still beat the other team if you work together
0: right so what would you say
1: are your strengths um my strengths as basketball player I would say because I'm trained to think while I'm in the court so uh, that's because of my uh, coach's style of play so he would teach us um, how to create uh, mismatches so mismatches for example is when um, uh, a really small person is guarding a really tall person so then um, that's when so so let's say if someone taller is guarding me, then I would learn that I have to pull out to the three-point line and that's where you use your speed to your advantage. Um, to try to beat the opponent in that way whereas if like a smaller person is guarding me I would learn that I have to use my size and post up uh, post them up so that I can get closer to the, to the basket and score easy uh, under the basket or something like that so yeah so I think uh, learned from my coach uh, really helped me as a player to think and try to get around and uh, score some uh, points Uh, even if I'm I'm not the one scoring I can help to create a mismatch situation for my teammates and that would really help uh, my team so we must really think of what's the best option on the court and I think if everyone on the team does that it's really to our advantage
0: yeah for sure (coughs)
1: um
0: right so here we are talking about the youth team how long were you in the youth team um
1: i would say i wouldn't exactly say i was in the youth team for like a really long period of time it was really just for that tournament and after that tournament, uh, the team sort of got disbanded. There wasn't any follow-ups after that. Um, but I did manage to play for an, like another tournament. So it's called the uh, ASEAN School Games. So this is when uh, secondary school or JC players all around Singapore, they come and form a team together and then they compete uh, within the ASEAN region right. and I managed to get into the squad uh, when I was in set four and uh, JC One for that tournament. I see. So
0: when you said um, the youth team was disbanded, yeah,
1: what does that mean to your next progression then? Um, I was like really, there was no fallout, and I was, I would say I was quite lost, cause. There's no follow-up to like um, the national team or anything. Uh, it it really was just the end. Like after right. that tournament. So does that mean that you're not able to reach out for a senior team then? Yeah. I, um. I didn't really know who was in the senior team at that point in time as well. Um. Yeah. Were you able to join a senior team later on? Uh, No, because after that I remember they had trials for to get into the national team, Um, but it was a closed door trials. So um, they only it it wasn't open to everyone. They only asked a few uh, selected players early. So I would say it isn't really a trials. It's just more of. selecting the players that they already wanted, mm. and that's how the national team uh, was formed already. Like in like currently,
0: yeah. I see. So back to that point where you realized that you know you're in the youth team and it's disbanded, and you felt a little bit lost. <laughs> Do you want to share with us what was the experience like? Mm.
1: The feeling of lost. The feeling of lost. Of being lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I guess I was a bit disappointed because um, um, that was my only one and only chance to play for the national team in a sense, like not including the ASEAN school games. Um, And I guess when I was younger, I had... uh, had some goals of uh, being a national player or national athlete but after after that was disbanded then it sort of felt like um, the, the goal the dreams was kind of shattered in a sense but um I also knew that um, in university, there's also another similar concept as the ASEAN School Games that's called the ASEAN University Games. So my next goal was just to uh, play for the ASEAN University Games, which thankfully, I I just fortunately, I just managed to go for that tournament uh, just in July. This This year? year. Yeah, this year. Oh, wow. But the sad thing is, I didn't get to play because I was down with COVID. Oh. So, um, in my team, four of us got COVID at that point in time. Oh, four? Out of how many? 12. Wow. Yes. So, but... Luckily my team manager still managed to fight for us and we managed to fly over to join the team at Thailand, even though we knew we weren't gonna be able to play. Yeah. Just, it's really just to support the team and help them just really make the team feel like a team. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay. So, hmm, what you did was you did an, a realignment of your expectations.
1: Yeah. So, I guess when when you realise that this route is not gonna work, then you just find another route, I guess. Yeah.
0: So, what are you doing now, actually, in terms of your
1: sport and um, your academies? Um. Now, I'm just interning at... Um, um, for my professional internship. So I need this to uh, graduate, basically. And um, now I'm just playing for NTU and my club. Yeah. So you're playing for your school? Yes. And your club?
0: Yes. Okay. So if you were to look back on your journey, what would you say are the people who have who has
1: supported you throughout? My parents definitely have supported me throughout, Um, they really uh my my dad, um, he would pick me up after my trainings so that I could rest just a little bit more. Like I wouldn't need to travel all the way back. Like spend so much time traveling. Like, uh, so that's his sacrifice. Mm. He would, uh, no matter like I would end at like 10 p.m. and Ooh. he would still come and pick me so that I could rest earlier. And then my mom, uh, she would uh, cook some food for me at home, cause she knows that. I'll be hungry after training. So I guess it's this kind of small thing that really made my life easier mm. and better. Mm. Yeah, For sure. Um, also like
0: what would you say would be the roles of your friends? What was it like with your friends?
1: Um, my teammates back in secondary school, they really uh, pushed me then. And till now, we are still uh, very close. We'll still meet up every now and then. And um, they're also very supportive, I would say. And even though some of them, um, they're not playing... Uh, like for school anymore but they were still they're still uh, quite involved in basketball in a way they will still watch some of the some of our games and they'll still come down and support and I think that's um, that really means a lot like, because after that you'll still uh, can, you can still catch up and yeah that's very nice
0: mm. and uh, would you say that your friends are all within the basketball yes uh, actually. area
1: uh, or <laughs> the, the team yeah I see. Most most of them because I just spend so much time with my teammates. Right. And yeah, I just I'm just naturally closer to my teammates. Right. Yeah
0: i see okay and what would you say was your transition like from being a young player from the age of 13 and then all the way till the point where you went into the youth team and then after that out of the youth youth team and then you're now in ntu uh, and in in their club so in terms of your physicality what has
1: changed over the years I, th- the, I think the biggest transition was after I graduated from my uh, JC and then when I started playing for uh, my university. Mm-hmm. That's when the jump was the greatest because um, back in secondary school and in JC, you're always just playing against people who are about the same age group as you. So it's just one or two years. Uh, It's just within that one or two years, Um, yeah. But then in university, Um, That's when you're playing against people who are much older than you, much more experienced, um, much stronger. And I remember when I was in year one of university, um, me and my fellow teammate from uh, the same JC and uh, secondary school, we kept falling down and we didn't really know why. (laughs) Because it's like uh, uh, someone would just push you a little bit and then we would just fall because we were just not used to that kind of strength, that physicality, and thinking back, it was quite funny. Yeah. Like, um, some of my uh, my mates, they would count down, they would count how many times we <laughs> fall down during a game because we were really just not used to the strength.
0: I see, so you kept falling down because you're not used to the strength and yeah. the increase, you mean the increased need yeah. for strength?
1: Yeah, the sudden jump, uh, that, oh, there's, oh. yeah, there's a very big jump, in terms of physicality when you go from uh, JC to Uni or when you play when you start playing the Women's Open so the Women's Open is a a tournament where uh, basketball players of any age uh, can uh, can enter this competition and play for under their clubs but I think the minimum age then was um, 17 so yeah, so everyone there was much older and yeah, much stronger as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay,
1: I see. So
0: wow, that was really interesting. Um, and so what would you say would be the most, the, the
1: highlight of your experience throughout these years? Throughout this year, um, my highlight is definitely still clinching the uh, championship for the A Division. I see. Uh, That was when I felt that my team really showed uh, that we accomplished something. And it was something that we we set out for that—that that it was our goal since the very beginning, mm. and it was kind of like a fairy tale ending. Like, mm. like wow, like wow. We, we really managed to uh, be at where we plan out to be at the end. Right? Did you guys go celebrate after that? Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, that's great. <laughs> what would you say then on the other side of it is uh, your lowest point?
1: Um, My lowest point, I guess, would be playing in one of the women's open tournament because that's when um, there were a few new teammates that just entered and I felt Uh, and there was uh, some coaching stuff that was also new and that's where there was a lot of transition Mm. a lot of new things going on Mm -hmm. and it was honestly quite messy and I didn't really felt that that team was a team so Um, Honestly, that was One of the That was the only tournament I was looking forward To the end Oh Yeah, because it was really Quite bad And there were a lot of Conflicts in the team And It wasn't Really that Pleasant to play At that period of time Okay So what would you say
0: during those times when you felt that I'm being very challenged by by all these circumstances and I felt really overwhelmed, what would you say were your coping strategies? Um, I would
1: usually consult my parents um, and I guess it also helps because my parents are quite involved in my club team as well. Mm. So um, actually my my dad, he's uh, actually one of the team managers for my club as well because my coach asked him to help out and he was like, sure. Yeah. So, I guess it helps that he knows what's going on and then so when I tell him about all these kinds of things, he knows how I feel and then he'll advise me on like what to do, and how to cope with all these kinds of challenges.
0: Okay. When we talk about coping strategies, what else would you say about yourself?
1: Um, I guess stressed I would usually go for a run at the park so I stay near passer's Park and if I'm, if I'm just not feeling it that day uh, I can just go I would just go for a walk around the park and I naturally feel better after it somehow yeah I guess it's being exposed to nature just slowing things down uh, it really helps me
0: that's good and what would be your attributes the kind of characteristics that you have in yourself that you could say would be your coping strategies?
1: Uh, I guess to put it very bluntly um I don't care a lot about a lot of things (laughs) yeah so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so actually that's what my family or my close friends would say like "Uh, uh, Tabby doesn't doesn't care about all this so can say it's kind of like my coping strategy because like if this thing is bothering too much then I would just be like, you know what, just, just forget about it. I'm, I'm better off focusing my energy on something else. <laughs> as long as it's not too important, it's fine.
0: <laughs> it would be what we call as choose your battles. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. And one more thing. Um, you know, when we're talking about uh, transitions, right, we talk about the demands and perception as well. When, you think about the transitions that you experienced all those time, your changes in the in your bodies, the system changes, the way that things were when you just uh, assimilated into the um, the whole rigor of practicing. What would you say the demands were and your perception of it?
1: Mm, I think as you. Uh, continue to play at a higher level the demands really come from yourself so let's say um, in secondary school in JC you don't really uh, know uh know no much about the sport No, know much about anything in general so the demands came more from um, the coach so he would tell us uh, like this, this is what you should do that kind of thing whereas when you go when you transition into the university and you start playing at a higher level the there's, there's the coach don't really uh, give you much pressure doesn't really demand much from you um, it's really just what you want out of this uh, this training out of this tournament um, because at that uh, uh, at that point in time everyone already has their own goals not everyone is so fixated about mm. basketball anymore mm. so that's when um, uh, you have to manage expectations as a team as well right yeah so um, the demand wise I guess for me I would just uh try to improve uh, each day from each training and um, just if I have any questions I just I'll just consult my coach. Okay, Let's talk
0: about perception okay (laughs) so what would you say that having the right perception or a certain kind of perception would be very useful?
1: Mm, Yes I would say to learn how to uh, see things in a different light when some when some of the really tough uh, times suddenly just come to you, and uh, you, I guess you can take it as like a learning opportunity uh, during these tough times. Um, so I guess you need. Uh, it's good to. Uh, able to perceive things in a different way and that will really help uh, make your life better I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. so when you say different way, was there a way? Mm-hmm. So you adopted a different way, what does that mean? Um,
1: I guess let's uh, going back to the example of my Women's Open um, when there was a lot of conflict in the team. Um, During, uh, I guess at the beginning, I was still um, aiming um, to achieve something like uh, as a team um, during that tournament. But after all these conflicts and you kind of know that... um, it's just not going to work out Um, you can sort of like switch your perception and just learn how to um, manage um, your team or learn just learn how to communicate better with your team so um I guess it's just a learning opportunity to so maybe not achieve something as a team but just learn how to communicate as a team and i think that's also something we can take back from those kinds of challenges.
0: Right. So, Tabitha, let's talk a little bit about your experience as a student, right? The fact that you have chosen a path where you are focusing both on on being a student and being an athlete as well. So, we talked a lot about the the athlete aspect of it. What about the fact of uh, your uh, experience with being a student? What was it like for you for your IP six-year program and also moving forward towards JC and then NTU Um,
1: I I think as a student as a student athlete um it might be quite hard to cope with studies at some point in time especially when there are tournaments coming up mm. so that's when trainings are more intense mm. more frequent um, so as a student it might be quite hard to pay attention in class um, um, but I, I guess I just really tried my best um, to uh, to do the basic uh, like like to pay attention to complete my homework um, even if during the tournament um, you're not able to study as much as it's what it's as much as you wanted or as much as is required of you um, I would still try my best to do decently well and and then for the next exam uh, just try to do better.
0: Okay so what kind of support did you get in terms of your juggling uh, the different aspects of your life?
1: Um, I think um, juggling studies was actually uh, quite quite tough but at the same time because uh, in Daman High we had this consultation system so that's when you can consult your teachers um, during your free time or when, like, or when the teacher is free as well and the teachers were really helpful and they would uh, help us, uh, help my teammates as well uh, to cope with the studies uh, to cope and just to catch up on what we have missed because of the tournaments. I see, Yeah, that's
0: great. That is Daman High, and then when you transitioned to JC, what was it like?
1: Um, Actually in, G- in JC, uh, because Daman High is a IP program, so mm. I was still in Daman High, the, ah. the same consultation system still right. applied. Oh, so, so your secondary and JC are with Daman High. Yeah,
0: true. I see. So that's the reason why it's six yes. years. Yes. Right, right, right. Got it. Okay.
1: Okay. And what was it like? Um, I think the rigor in JC is... Mm. Um, it's it's just more rigor and um, the the teaching style is also very different so in secondary school there's more uh, homework like uh, but then in JC it's just tutorials lectures Um, you don't really need to hand in any work um, it's really just up to you up, uh, up to you on whether you want to complete your tutorials and I guess that's when you really need to have that discipline to complete um, what the teacher uh, set out even mm. though they will not check Right Yeah. So, self-discipline is yes. very important. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. And what, what's your experience then from, you know, from JC once you completed your whole academy experience with Diamond High and then going, uh, going over to university now?
1: University is also um, a next level of self-discipline because now even... Uh, I would say like no one's even checking your attendance for most modules so that's why you really need to have the discipline to um, go to class even if you don't go to class you need to make sure that you watch the uh, recorded lectures regularly so that it doesn't pile up towards the end and um, because i i uh, have some friends that would usually procrastinate uh, all the way to when the this- Tests and then you have to watch weeks worth of lecture videos of tutorials, and I think that's when uh, it's really really stressful. So I think it helps if uh, we uh, just do our work regularly yes. and not wait till yes. the yes.
0: end. Correct. Right. right. There. There. It is also with your time management. It kind of yes. Get you got used to the fact that you know you are you are going to do things within a period of time. Right. Yeah. I say okay what would your challenges be then when you are in university?
1: In university um, the challenge, some of the challenges is really just going to class <laughs> yeah because um, sometimes um, you just uh, especially because you say we stay in hostel and then there's a lot of things going on you want to spend time with friends and so sometimes um, you just think about um, having to go having to go for a 8.30 lesson or 9 o'clock lesson and then um, and to go for that usually I would want to have like a good rest mm. so that means sacrificing uh, supper or like late-night talks with your friends so I guess that's when you really need to uh, excuse yourself and just let your friends know that hey I I got a lesson the next day Mm. and but sometimes it's uh, quite hard Mm. because um, there'll be uh, some friends who'll be like hey it's just once in a while just join us that kind Mm. of thing Mm. so I guess once in a while is fine but just make sure it's not a, a weekly thing you're talking about attendance. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, going to class. Right, so once in a moment. while missing class. No, not missing class, um, but like uh, hanging out late. Ah, but okay. then because the next day you have lesson. Right, I'll right, still right. try to go for my lessons. I see, so it's about the sleeping yes, time. It okay, is, okay. It's just about whether you go to, a, go to class uh, uh, attentive or mm. sleepy. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Okay, <laughs> very interesting. Um, and so right now, what's, what's it like for you? Uh, studies, I understand you're in year four, which means that the bulk of it has already been uh, over, it's already over. Uh, what's it like for you now in year four and also
1: still um, practicing, you know, still training? What's it like for you? So, in uh, this semester, I'm in a. I'm having my professional internship, so I'm just working from Mondays to Fridays, nine to six pm, and after that, I have trainings. So my training starts from seven thirty, and then it ends about 10 o'clock. Mm. And this. Uh, um, this was going on for a few months now. And mm-hmm. um, it's honestly quite tiring sometimes mm-hmm. because um, after training, let I reach hall at uh, 10 plus, 11, I just bathe and then I just knock out immediately. There's really, uh, I really have no energy to do anything else. And then the next day you just have to wake up for work again. So it's quite a routine life, I would say. Um, my life now right yeah. okay
0: so so far we've been sharing you've been sharing about your journey up to now right so what are we looking
1: at for the next five years for example for Tabitha <laughs> I think I would just want to find a job and then um for my basketball wise I would just want to play with my friends and like so my club um that would be enough for me if there are other opportunities let's say to represent Singapore to train at a higher level I would I think I would still go and have a goal and see what uh, that takes me but I wouldn't be so um, fixated on um, playing at a um, higher level but i would still want to improve on myself but uh, i wouldn't mind not playing for the um, let's say if there's really no opportunity to play at uh, c games um, i don't think i would particularly mind i think for now i'm just satisfied with um, playing with my friends so is it leisure? Um, leisure, but with a little bit of competition, yeah. So we'll still go for our tournaments, but it's just within Singapore. And I think I'm, I'm okay with that. But if there's opportunities, I would definitely still have a shot. I will go, I'll go and try.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay. And
0: so... I like that you know you have already like a projection like a certain sense of where you're going at right for the next few years. Um, I, I'd like to ask one question that's been lagging at my head for the past few minutes. So what what keeps you going?
1: Mm, I think because I'm a I'm quite a competitive person so and this competitiveness is not just like amongst my peers or the, of thing but it's also of what i expect from myself so i will always try to push myself to be better and and i think it's also fun when you see yourself progress It, it also makes you feel good that like hey i improved so much from that point in time i learned so much and i think that's really what keeps me going
0: So Tabitha, we are almost to the end of this interview and uh, you've been really very um, inspiring for me to hear your journey, about your journey. So I'm just curious, if you were to be in front of a group of young student-athletes who are just starting out or maybe transitioning towards uh, a senior team, right? What would you say to them?
1: Um, I think I would tell them to don't give up, continue chasing your dreams. Um, it may be tough at times, but don't forget that there's always someone you can reach out to for help. And I think having someone to support you um, through this journey would be very useful, and it will make your journey way better.
0: I see. Those are really good good words, yeah. really wisdom, right? <laughs> Coming from a person who's experienced everything you know, that you have experienced before. Thank you so much for making time to share your experience with us and with the rest of the student athletes. Uh, we wish you all
1: the best. Thank, thank yeah? you. Thank okay. you for having me. Thank you.